At $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're king! Only for Super NES. Listening to the SNES podcast with your host, Soul Blazer. Hello, everybody. This is the Super NES podcast, episode number 219. I'm sorry, 218. Uh, you're getting up this high, and numbers are getting a little confusing. So, <laughs> uh, my bad. Uh, I'm Greg. He is Joe. Hello. Uh, uh, and we are covering another. Um, Kind of, sort of, movie adaptation here. We'll get into it here, like, in the woods. But uh, we're looking at a game. I'm, I'm pretty sure I picked this game at this point. Like I said before, we we, we determined our, our list months ago. And I think I think I picked this game because the reputation because the reputation that it has. And I thought it'd be interesting to kind of like look into. So uh, we're covering The Wizard of Oz uh, by this episode, which is a platformer. Um Obviously based upon the movie, but uh, but also taking inspiration and inspiration from other places as well as two, which is what makes it, which is one of which is one of many things which makes the game interesting. So, um, you know, Joe and I would definitely would definitely get into it as whether or not whether or not we thought it was a good game or not. But uh, one of the things one of the things that caught my mind that caught my eye about this game is the fact that um, a this is one of the first games. That really let you play as a female character the whole way through if you want to, which is like pretty still like pretty rare of a time mm. period. And B, it's also one of the games which it's also one of the games. A lot of games will start off as being underrated um, or not appreciated or, or appreciated or, or like you know cult classics like Earthbound, for example. Uh, we're like uh, I mean like they don't do very well at start, but then over time they build a reputation for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Games do go through. Games do occasionally go the other way. Uh, we're thought of as being good games to start. At, to start, like the modern gamers are like, "What is this crap?" So, <laughs> um, but um, but most of the reasons for that are because of things outside the gamers' control. I.e., you know, graphics have really changed since then. You know, game systems re evolved. Right. This is that. Um, you know, this is. This is this is a long-winded explanation of saying this game also falls into that it was thought better over the time than it is now category. So, and I don't think some of those reasons are valid. So, the, like, like so again, the, 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 yeah, this would be kind of an interesting uh, and nothing else. This would be interesting to talk about. So, mm-hmm. because you know, platformers themselves can be kind of like boring. Although, I, uh, although I think, I, uh, although I think to give credit to this game, I, I, I do think I um, so I do think this game does. Does a couple of different things with platforming aspects, at least. So, um, so the background. Uh, this game was originally announced uh, by the publisher Sia uh, USA uh, like during the 90s. Uh, they originally had planned both NES and Super NES version of the game. The NES version eventually, like, eventually got scrapped. Uh, I could not find how far in development that version got. Uh, it may only have got to like the playing stages uh, because. 
uh, you know, pro types, pro types think about like, oh, 8-bit, 8-16-bit games are still being found occasionally now, occasionally nowadays, but usually we know most of the heavy hitters by now if at least some work was done on them. So I'm thinking the NES version of the game never actually got started. But anyway, Sita uh, was a publisher, mostly Japanese, though they did have a U.S. branch uh, that was around 1985 to 2009. Um, they... They are more known in Japan than North America. Uh, um, um, I mean, you know, their North American games were really not, they were not, they were not, they were not really like all that big. Um, they did make the underrated uh, Adventures, like Adventure Tom Sawyer for the NES, which I thought was actually like a pretty like, good game. So, uh, Eight Eyes was also one of their games, which is kind of like a cult classic these days. Being like, on, on, I feel like, on, on, like you speak, you speak like, you speak about like the cult classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also, they also, they also, they also developed and never released the infamous game Bioforce Ape. Have you heard about the game, Joe? I have not. Okay, uh, check story after that game someday. The, the play's pretty interesting. Okay. So, um, they also, they also, they also made a game. Uh, they also made, they, they also made a wrestling game based upon the UWC League, which never came out either. So, hmm. um, so like, um, yeah. So uh, on Super NES, they also the uh, uh, so Super NES they also released they also released like some um, uh, they also released like some racing games. Uh, they also they also released uh, they also released like you know, Fushu, uh the Vampire Dracula game, which like which like which they um, George and I covered like a, a, a couple years back. So um, yeah, not the best games over here, like over here in North America. They're probably best known for uh, Tetris 64 of the 64 which is actually a very good Tetris mm-hmm. game. So, um, their last video game uh, was Legend of Golfer for the GameCube in 2004. So, and the company that, um, uh, 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 the company shut down, um, you know, the, you know, like the company they shut down several years after that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Sega had, had a habit about, had a habit about picking up older, cheaper properties to license, to, to license to make games out of, you know, see Tom Sawyer. So, uh, I'm not surprised they picked up, like, Wizard of Oz either, because, because the property, the property this time, per, like, like, um, it was probably like, pretty cheap. So, um, the actual, the actual development, the actual development of the game, however, however, was, was done by a very experienced, experienced uh, developer, a development company uh, called Manly and Associates, uh, who was around from 1982 um, until 2002. So uh, they did a lot of games, a lot of, a lot of games, a lot, a lot of, a lot of ports, uh, and a lot of development games for a lot of big companies during their time period, like the EA, Activision, Disney, Game Tech, Spectre Paul, by etc. So. Um, um, in fact, because of all the work, they, like the fact because of all the work they did with EA, uh, EA bought the company in 1996, turned them into EA Seattle, and then, uh, like, then closed it. Um, you know, like, it eventually closed to closed to do in 2002, mm. as EA wanted to do wanted to do whether bought companies after no longer like making profits for them anymore. So right. um, that's but that yeah that yeah that's a whole different story. So um, they're. Manly, Manly never got much credit back in the day, but they have made some very good games over the years. Uh, over the years, they made Super Conflict, which is one of my like, favorite Super NES games, uh, which is like a fall, um, um, uh, uh, like a fall, like a fall, uh, fall of, of conflict, like the NES. Um, uh, they did. Uh, they made the, um, so they um, so they made Flex. They also made uh, uh, they made. Uh, they, they made a couple other Super NES games: uh, Pink Goes to Hollywood and King Arthur: The Knights of Justice. Which uh, you'll be spending the cartoon, mm-hmm. so we'll probably uh, like, 
like we'll probably get to those games at some point then eventually to eventually at some point so um and also like a, um uh, like also like a, uh, uh, like also like a puzzle game system like a wild snake so um anyway generally kind of underrated uh their track record though is like pretty good usually so you know they like so yeah, like so. Like so that's how to. Yes, that's how to go to say this is the game that, that this game is developed by company. They company that 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 was experienced and they had Super NES programming experience. Mm. So uh, this wasn't of uh, like wasn't like this wasn't like a totally fly by night, you know, like brand new startup operation, like whatever. So. Um, the game came out in North America in September 1993. Uh, also, eventually got released in, in Europe as well, like in April, um, like April 1994. So, uh, like, uh, like I said before, the game got pretty good reviews when it came out at the time period. But since then, like, like, um, uh, like more modern reviews, the uh, um, contemporary and, and retrospective and, and, retro, and retro, retrospective reviews of this game nowadays, though, are much more harsh. So, um, anyway. I say this game was developed uh, with the movie in mind. Um, I, I'm sure, just to go back real quick, I, I think I, I'm sure everybody out here listening to this podcast, this, uh, podcast has seen the has seen the classic 19 seen the classic 1939 movie. So uh, most folks probably know also the movie. The movie itself is actually based upon a book. Um, um, uh, you know that originally came out in like 1900s. But uh, how many people? But how many people? How many people knew? However, like Joe Gino, for example, that you know the author. Um, um, I know the author. Frank uh, Baum. That the author of the book. Uh, Frank sorry? Baum. Frank Baum. Yes. Yeah. Uh, did you, Did you know? So did you know he actually like wrote like a whole series of books based upon Oz? Yeah, actually, this is one of the first series of books that I actually fell in love with. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. Because like. Yeah. Because like pretty much all like all the books. Yeah. All the. Yeah. Because all the other books in the series were popular back then, but they've all pretty much been forgotten about today. Correct. Like the original book. So. Because um, it's the only one that's got a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, partly, I think also. Uh, uh, also, so, but. Um, so yeah, so the game, like the game, like the game, like the game, obviously takes inspiration and ideas from the movie. However, it also, however, it also takes a lot of inspiration and ideas from a short-lived cartoon series, 1990, as well as, as well too. So um, you'll be forgiven if you forgive if you're going right now. There's a cartoon based on this. <laughs> there actually, there, 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 there actually were two. There actually were two Wizard of Oz cartoons. Uh, believe it or not. So. Um, the uh, 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 the older the older one was you know the older one was Japan only from 1986, um, but I guess uh, to, but, but I guess inspired by that success, um, they did make the uh, you know they did make a short-lived North American-based 1990 uh, cartoon based a uh, cartoon based upon the Wizard of Oz. Uh, it, it only ran for 13 episodes, so not really like a huge success, but. Um, the cartoon kind of the, the cartoon the cartoon kind of the cartoons kind of like I said as a sequel to, like the events of the movie with Dorothy like returning to Oz and they had the additional adventures there as well so um, so it's interesting I don't think the company got the rights to use anything straight for the to use anything to use anything to use anything, to use anything like straight from the cartoon but there definitely is inspiration ideas taken from the cartoon as well also mm. so uh, it's a very weird mesh. How hodgepodge of stuff with the stuff like the stuff like they like drew inspiration from, but so, um, uh, and uh, yeah, so you probably never heard of the cartoon either, I'm sure, Joe, right? 
No, the cartoon is definitely new to me. So what I kind of correlated with this is um, 1993 when this game came out, the Laserdisc was being released. And, you know, usually whenever Wizard of Oz has some sort of release, whether that be the original VHS, re-released in theaters, here with the Laserdisc, with the mm, yeah. DVD, Blu-ray, whatever, they usually have some sort of like media tied in with it, um, mm. and you know, the cartoon makes sense. Um, I could definitely see how you know there probably was a cartoon. <clears throat> you said thirteen episodes, um, and how they integrated that into the game that actually explains probably quite a bit, um, especially for like uh, level design and enemies that you encounter. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I did not know that there was a cartoon and I'm kind of excited to actually go find that. <laughs> well, because it wasn't very popular, um, there is, there, there, there is, there is a DVD, but not all the episodes are included on the DVD. So, um, you know, because, uh, that, because, uh, like, so you probably, they probably can't find the whole, the whole show if you dig around on, like, if you dig around, like, if you dig around, uh, like our line, so right. but um, you know, uh, you know, and of course, then of course, because he was involved in everything, Frank Welker also did some voices like the cartoon as well too. So, oh, but because um, because of course, because of course he did because he was right. involved with everything. Right, so, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, I'll get yeah. So I'll get more into this later on as to what parts of the game seem like it was taken directly from the movie versus the cartoon, but. Um, now that you have that background, that background, and how to maybe fill in a couple, um, you know, how to fill a couple, uh, how to fill in a couple gaps in your gaps in your memory, Joe, as to this game, um, can you, um, you know, can you talk, um, you know, can you listen to the gameplay, the, the gameplay of the game, and how the game actually actually plays? So I actually kind of like the idea of the mechanics that they have in this game. So when I started playing this. You know, you start off as Dorothy. Also, like, before we get into that, can we talk about that intro screen? Like, you just... It's both good and bad at the same time, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, so, so I was like, oh, cool. Like, it's starting to, like, emulate, like, what it was in the movie. That's awesome. Yes. Yep, and yep. then this 2D JPEG of Dorothy just goes, like, woo, and, like, a little twister. <laughs> and, like, it, it just, oh, my God. Like, it. It's, it's just bad. Like, that, that part there was just bad. But, um, yeah, and then, it, you know, it sings to you uh, somewhere over the rainbow with, uh, you know, again, like, you have a decent picture there of Dorothy and Toto, um, but it also looks like Toto's, like, superimposed on top of her instead of, like, laying on top of her sort of thing. Mm. So it's like, it, it really is that whole, like, it's good but bad at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that being said, uh, you take the role of Dorothy. Um, surprise, surprise. Um, you have three things at your disposal. You have your kick, which is okay. Uh, you'll probably use that more than anything else. You have a wand that shoots projectiles, um, but ammo is very scarce and uh, your use is going to vary. And then you also have a jump, which if you get the ruby slippers with the wings, it lets you kind of glide a little bit, which you do need in this game. Um, the, so playing as Dorothy in 
adventuring through the levels. Um, it's your typical platform affair, uh, kicking and using your projectiles to take out a load of different enemies. And then, um, you know, you meet the Scarecrow first, then he becomes part of your party. Uh, then same thing with Tin Man and Cowardly Lion down the road. Um, and each character plays different. And I thought this was a really cool, um, aspect of the game. Like, I kind of got, like, they were going for, like, a Lost of Vikings vibe, but they didn't commit totally to it. Or they, because of the size of the sprites, they decided not to commit to it. Um, cause, in, you know, if I remember correctly, in Lost Vikings, you can control all three guys at one time on the screen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. um, here you, you could switch between characters, but you can't have them on screen at the same time. Um, but like with Lost Vikings, as I mentioned, they all have different abilities. Um, one thing that was infuriating about this, um, is when you change characters, uh, it changes the control scheme as well, which yes, yeah. really bothered me. So generally, A and B is how you're going to jump with Dorothy, X is kick, Y is your projectile. And, and I'm just going to make this one remark, and then that's all I'm going to talk about with that. But um, when you get the Scarecrow, Scarecrow attacks with A, which was not what I was expecting. So, yes. <laughs> uh, granted, I did kill the enemy, but I, I meant to jump over the enemy instead of beating <laughs> him with my pitchfork. So, there is that. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, that's, that's the general gist of it. Um, while you're going through the levels, you're collecting bricks for the Yellow Brick Road. Why you are rebuilding the yellow brick road i do not know because so right yes let me just explain that real quick uh it has to do with the that has, that has to do like the has to do like the it has to do like the overall plot you'd be forgiven for knowing though that they that, that they've known that though because because the game doesn't really explain that they explain that <laughs> like anywhere so um you're trying to you're trying to get six tickets like each country like in oz right uh uh uh, to be able to open the Emerald City's uh, gates, uh, to, to, to get in, to get in there, to get in there, like finish the game. So you have to, and one, and so one thing you're doing, and so another thing you're doing, like, and, so, and, and one thing you're doing, like, each level is also trying to collect, like, like bricks. Um, and it's just basically gatekeeping because the game lets you proceed to the next level, um, you know, find to get enough bricks to actually, like, you fill in the gaps and repair the road. So it just simply. There's a game reason for it, but it's also just more like the real reason for it. Just like you know, it's more like, yeah, like, it's, like yeah, like gatekeeping to yeah. make sure to make to, to make sure to make you play and have to get that bricks, bricks to be able to proceed. Yeah, so. and this is this this and the tickets were like two of the biggest things that really annoyed me in the game. Um, oh yeah, yeah, so yeah, you don't have to collect all the bricks, so that's a plus. Um, True. Yep. So that that that's a huge plus. Um, we're we are going to talk about how that is bad though um when we talk about controls and whatnot um you also have to collect the tickets from the different countries as greg said uh and you have to have all the tickets to even access the last level um right. so there's that what's even worse is you get access to the last level uh more than likely you're going to make it all the way to the top and i hate that stuff where you just have to keep jumping to get to the top 
Um, which again, when we get to control, you'll understand completely why. But, um, before you can beat the game and you get to the top of the tower, there is a point where you have to essentially make a jump either left or right onto a platform. If you never grabbed the ruby slippers with the wings, you will not make those jumps. I found that out on two different occasions because I died the first time when I jumped to the left and then I died a second time when I jumped to the right. And then I went online and looked and I was like, ah, I have to go back to another level. I have to get the ruby switch, uh, slippers with the wings just to make that floaty jump. Um, that was very infuriating, but thankfully also, um, the cool thing about this game is you do get a password system. Now, mm-hmm. yep. they don't give you passwords all willy nilly though. So you get a password when you complete a level and you get a password when you, uh, beat a boss or meet a companion. So they're kind of few and far between. But also, they they do the job, and I probably wouldn't have beaten this game without it or save states. But we'll get into that. Um, the password system is also like it's like pretty good for this game. Also, they're not like super long, complicated passwords either. So correct. So I put like it's as, it's as long as a Metroid password, but without all, yeah. all the numbers and different characters that could be and in thank there. God for that, right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's all I'll say about the general game uh, right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think you hit the pretty. Um, uh, yeah, so I think you hit the. Like, yes, yeah, so I think that's a pretty good summary of things. Um, so there are. I mentioned before the start of the podcast. There are some. There are some things this game tries doing differently to make it stand out from the platformers. Um, the fact. Um, you know, the fact you are playing as Dorothy, for example, is like a big one, uh, of, of course. But. Um, there are some adventure puzzle aspects like this game plays well too. I mean, it's not like uh, um, uh, uh, I mean, it's not like straight platforming. Also, we, also, would you would, would just have to mix the gameplay up like a little bit? So, um, uh, so, so like, like I already mentioned, you're trying to collect bricks. You're trying to collect the tickets. The tickets. There's there's um, there's sort of like thirty one levels all together like all together like in this game. So. Um, that actually makes it like pretty beefy game as far as length goes. Um, you know, um, you know the typical the typical online playthrough of this game is like an hour and a half, two hours long. Yeah. So it is a bit longer than usual, a bit longer than usual platform uh, platformer because of those reasons. So um, there's also there's also warp zones you can find. Um, uh, they can have special items that help you out, uh, and you also. Uh, um, and you also are able to access puzzle stages every now and then uh, by collecting total snack bones, uh, like at the level. So there's like three different, I think it's like three different, no, sorry, uh, four different types of uh, mini games you can play. Uh, um, um, uh, uh, all as total. Uh, they're all very weird games, but you know, uh, but having said that, but having said that, I, I did find all the games fun. So, I mean, like I said, I appreciate, I appreciate the variety and the, the variety uh, that the developers, the developers, the developers, the developers at least, they, 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 they at least try to put in the game um, as far as that, the, as far as that goes. So what were the other two? Because I found the one where, like, you're Toto and you can, like, you have to find the hidden words or hidden message. Um, but I didn't see any of the other 
secret levels like that. So, okay, no problem. Uh, so my notes here say there's four. There's there, um, uh, there's scramble, uh, there's scramble concentration, which is basically maybe just yep. basically concentration. You have to match three icons. Uh, total versus, you have to get like you have to get total to the end while dodging enemies. Okay. Uh, follow the path, which is a very confusing. Uh, 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 um, like arrow title, uh, like arrow title tile game. We have to like you're forced to move, like you're forced to move in certain directions based upon the right, tile right. paths. Like, like try to get into the end. And the last one's lemon drop elimination. Uh, we roll two dice, uh, and you have to choose, like, to choose a number tile, the uh, um, uh, um, a number tile. Uh, that's some of your um. Um, you know that's your you that's your move. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have to, and you have to, and you have to use that to get total dispelled. Um, uh, to, uh, to like um, um, no, I'm sorry. There's actually there's actually there's actually five mini games. Um, the last one's a word game. Uh, the the word game that you mentioned. Yeah, the, yeah that's the like total that has enter phrase. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So there's like, yeah, so like five mini okay. games here. Right? Um, um, uh, like a, um, uh, like a total. So, um. You also, uh, Jew icons can also be found during the gameplay to give you the ability to shoot the, um, um, uh, to shoot the limited ammo that, that Joe was talking about. And I do, and I do appreciate this. You are able to change, you are able to change characters, to change characters, characters on the fly by any time you want to by pushing the, by pushing the select button. So, um, certain, 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 certain games, you can't do that until the late in the stage or whatnot. Yeah. So I do appreciate the fact that this game allows you to, that this game allows you to change you know, change the you, you change characters by any point. Just don't let any of those companions die, or the picture at the end will be very sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about the companions then a little bit here. I think because, like you know, uh, because you have because you have a um, uh, the scarecrow uh, has a pitchfork, uh, like an almost like scareaway crow enemies, of course. Um, the Tin Man has a low kick, and he also has a high axe chop, and the Cowardly Lion like attacks with his claws. Mm-hmm. Now, I appreciate the now I appreciate the fact that the, the developers made the developers at least at least made the characters somewhat faithful to how they the, the, the characters are shown, like in the movie, on like the movie, like the cartoon. So that's cool. But um, honestly, you could play as Dorothy ninety percent of the game. It's, yeah. it's like because I think that Dorothy's the most balanced, well-rounded character. They did, they did, they did, they did, they didn't do a good job of gameplay balance in this game. In this game, I think because um, not only was the overall game I thought, uh, the, the, no, not only was the overall game I thought like pretty easy. Minus like a few, uh, um, uh, you know, minus minus a few spots of artificial frustration that Joe just talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, but you really only need to break out a different character for certain times of the game when you. Fighting specifically neither abilities yeah. because otherwise, Dorothy's your most Dorothy's your most like bounced, well-rounded character and character, and you and you, and you really can play through and you, and you really can play out for, for for the whole game. It's like it's like what's the, it's like again other games have this problem too, but it's like again what's the point of having different characters if the game never if the game never things that advise you to change? Yeah, for sure. So, um, did you have the same kind of? Uh, a feeling, uh, like feeling as far as that went, Joe. Oh yeah, I used Dorothy through most of the things. So my first playthrough, um, I got all the way up to the Tin Man without passwords or anything else. Um, very frustratingly so. Um, but like I soon, they all died except for Dorothy. So I was kind of forced to use Dorothy for a bit. Um, but yeah, I found using Dorothy was so much easier. 
And then um, on my second playthrough, when I decided, like, eh, well, I'm, I need to complete the story with everybody, um, I decided to literally just use Dorothy um, until there were cases that I couldn't. Um, and spoiler, um, if you get to the end and fight the Wicked Witch, best thing to do is jump up near her after she disappears uh, as Dorothy and then turn into the Tin Man. Tin Man can't be set on fire. He's not damaged by any of the projectiles that the witch will throw at you. And you can literally just hack at her with the axe and you'll win. Right. I, like, yeah, I totally yeah, cheated sorry. my way to, to beat the game. But you know what? Like, um, I, I thought about it. And it was one of those where I accidentally switched to the Tin Man. And I got hit with one of those fireballs. And I go, oh, I didn't get hurt. And then I totally forgot that Tin Man can't jump. So I was sitting at, like, the edge trying to jump up there. And I'm like, why can't I do this? And then light bulb went off. Went, oh, okay. So and when the witch was done attacking and doing her thing, I turned into Dorothy, jumped over, and then turned back to the Tin Man and just went to town and had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you also should have mentioned here real quickly, fly real quickly, Finders that finders being complete and also being fair. Uh, there are special abilities. There's special abilities that each character that each character like can do as well. Uh, Joe already mentioned uh, the flying slippers that Dorothy can have. Yeah. Um, the scarecrow can the, um, uh, uh, the, the scarecrow can trudge through mud, stand on thin branches. Mm -hmm. Again, that's critical for a couple places like to advance. Um, the lion can climb, duh, obviously. Um, and the Tin Man can walk safely in swamp liquids yeah. because it was like a, um, uh, a strong, um, a strong, tough, uh, like tough body. Uh, and there are specific icons that you only see for specific characters, as far as like life, uh, as far as extra lives and health mm. points go. It's like, um, um, you know, um, uh, if you're like playing as Dorothy, uh, the show up is like Glinda's bubbles and a blue bat, uh, bow. Yeah. Uh, the scarecrow, the scarecrow, you'll see them as a, um, like a haystack and graduation cap. The tin men, you see them as oil cans and hearts. And the cowardly line, you, you see them as a, um, um, as tofus. That's, that's a curious choice. Right. Um, um, and medals. So, um, so it's like, I appreciate, yeah, so again, I appreciate the developers taking the time to, 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 to taking the time to program this into the game because they did the, the game because they didn't have to. Right. And again, but again, it is pretty spot on with the source material. But it's also like you know, again, because again, because the game incentivizes you just to play as Dorothy most of the way, most of most of the game. You won't, so you won't see all that. So um, there are things this game does that are different and are unique. But you, but, but most, most players probably won't. Most players probably won't see it. Like probably probably won't experience them because because because, because those drawbacks, yeah. unfortunately. So, um, but anyway, uh, so. The biggest, one of the biggest gripes that modern gamers have with the game, and it is certainly is a gripe, um, so like we might as well talk about here like for a bit. Um, collision detection. Yes. No, they're not good. <laughs> yes. So that is, so I literally have an entire paragraph here in my notes about that. Go right ahead. Um, so overall, honestly, the controls are good in this game. Like, there is a really good game. They're pretty tight. Yep, yep. This is a okay. very good game. The problem is the hit detection is horrible. And I do yeah. mean horrible. The other thing yes. that really bothers me is platforms. This is a platforming game. Platforms are important. There are some platforms that you can jump on 
there are some platforms that look like they should be jumped on, and there are other platforms that you are just going to fall through because hit <laughs> detection. Um, yeah, so this is exactly what I was talking about when I was like, we'll talk about this later. Um, this this right here is the detriment to this game. I, I can get over, in my opinion, the mediocre graphics. I don't think they're anything fantastic for this time period. Um, like I said, the intro was kind of cool to see at first until I saw that weird Dorothy warping thing. Um, but you know, this is a game based on a movie from 1939, so they didn't really didn't need to do all that much. Anyways, um, yeah, it, it's the controls. The controls is what kills this game. And, you know, people, I've seen people on YouTube and they've complained and they've said how bad this game is and, I think it's judged unfairly most times that I saw opinions on this. Uh, I agree with you. I, you know, they knocked the graphics, they knocked the, the character system and things of that nature. I think I only saw one YouTuber, and I can't even think of his name right now, that actually, you know, saw the game in a positive light, but literally had the same issue I did, and it sounds like you did, Greg. Um, which is the hit detection, um, and the platforming with that bad hit detection. Um, this game could be literally, and spoiler, but like, this could be like at least a B tier game. There's enough here that this could actually be a very good game where I'd be like, you know what? This is worth like 15, 20 bucks used if you can find it. Um, but like, like even the music, we haven't gotten there yet, but the music is fantastic. The sound effects are great. Yeah, it loops. Yes, it can get annoying, but it only gets annoying because of this issue right here, the hit detection, because you're going to be playing levels over and over and over and over again. And the first lesson I got with this, and you may have had the same issue, um, was not in like so much the first level or even the second level. It was leading up to me getting the scarecrow and you have to jump through a cornfield and you're jumping on the different, like, you know, kind of like petals of like the corn, you know, the stock part. And like, it's, oh my God. I, I don't know how many times I fell through platforms there and just like spot on, like in the middle of the platform. Like, any other game, I would have made contact, I would have been able to continue along, and I would have been like, this is a fantastic game. But instead, I would literally fall through, and my frustration just through the roof. Ugh. So, I definitely agree with you on most of that. Um, I, I was able to, I was able to power through the game despite... despite the, despite the, despite the collision detection problems. And I think it really... And I think that's really that's kind of like both like damning and also telling at the same time and the fact that the fact that you can enjoy this game and have some fun with it if you can get through the collision detection issues yes. because it's like um, because it's like once you learn once you once you learn once you learn where the ticket pieces are in a platinum stage you can go right there that minimizes the, that minimizes you, that minimizes the time that you're spent for struggling like struggling like struggling like that issue yeah. uh, the game overall is not that hard. Thank God, because the game was difficult. On top of this, it could be unplayable. Yeah, because yeah. you know, instead, um, um, instead, what you have is the collision detection issues are something are something you just have to like mentally account for yeah. that artificially raise the challenge level up higher than it should yeah. be. So, um, and it's like, um, 
So most of your frustration and most of your challenge with this game comes of trying to make the jumps and trying also, um, you know, and trying to just simply have enough health to get through certain areas of the game because you know you're going to take hits. Yep. So, and and again, it's a shame because they, they, it's a shame because like I mentioned, the controls are tight. It's just like, you know, just I don't know what happened here with the programming on this game because they said before, these developers were not, these developers not slouches. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. So, uh, I'm not really sure what the issue is here with this, but it's like, maybe, maybe it was just simply time constraints because like, you know, um, you know, because again, we'll get to it later on at the end here, but it's like, with these, with these licenses, with these licensed games, I'm sure there was a very tight time limit, and the, and the publisher was probably saying we need this game now, and maybe and maybe the developers just the developers just didn't have enough time to, to have enough time to tighten things up. Unfortunately, yeah, so, and that ties um, it all back to you know your intro and talking about like the history of this particular company. Like, I'm listening to you mention these games and like talk about how good they are and like what their track record is, and then I'm sitting there in the back of my mind while you're going through all this, and I'm just going like. This game is not any of that. <laughs> <laughs> true, which is yeah, true, which is strange. Right. Because I'm not, I'm not sure what yeah. happened. So I agree with like, you. I believe that yeah. this was a rushed project. Um, and given a little bit more time, I think this could have been fantastic. Um, anyway, so uh, the graphics. Um, um, the graphics in this game, I think, like I think, like I think, um, the graphics, the graphics this game, like I think, are like a mixed bag because it's like, again, it's like you have the you have the weird issues that Joe already talked about. It's like the overall the overall stages themselves, um, they're both good and bad in my mind. The game is very bright, and colorful. It has that going mm-hmm. for it. Um, it definitely evokes the look and feel of the movie, like the movie and the cartoons. Um, they did take some liberty with adding additional stages, stages and whatnot. Of course, they did because, of course, yeah. you know, uh, because you're with license material, like the license material, like I don't get you like so far. But um, the resolution, for the, the resolution though for the backgrounds, like the backgrounds though, is not great. Uh, it almost is like uh, um, uh, parts of the game definitely it's parts of the game. The parts of the game almost like eight bit in some areas, I think, uh, for sure. So it's like um, the characters themselves are pretty large and detailed, but again. Um, uh, you know, but they lack, but they lack focus. It's like Dorothy's, Dorothy's the only one I think, Dorothy's, Dorothy's the only one I think, but like who's animated, who's animated well, like looks, like looks good as a result. The, um, the other three characters are more like, eh, they're, they're fine, they could, they're, they're fine, they could look better, the uh, kind of like thing, so, um, uh, it's like, um, and it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, the opening, the, op- the the opening and ending sequences are definitely are, are um you're definitely weird as far as the um uh, 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 that goes but it's like I don't know it's like you know it's both you know that's why I said the graphics in this game you know I think are both good and bad at the same time like that makes sense yeah uh music also I think is a mixed bag it's like it's like I love the fact I love the fact that the uh, um so I love the fact that they used a lot of like um, you know, uh, uh, they incorporated they incorporated a lot of like familiar, familiar, familiar tunes like in the movie. You definitely hear a lot of like familiar music or music is playing this game. So, um, and there also is um, so that's mixed in also that that's mixed in also like some original music which sounds very uh, Oz-ish, yeah. uh to blend in with that. Maybe some, um, you know, I highly doubt any of us, I highly doubt, I highly doubt any, any of us from the cartoon, because as I said before, they, they didn't, I'm sure they didn't license it, but, uh, you know, they may have been inspired by something like the cartoon, so, um, 
So, um, like, uh, like, like, so yeah. So I love the fact they have music in here. I thought uh, overall, though, uh, overall though, I thought the music was kind of like, kind of like, um, not like not like not composed extremely well. It's like some of the there were some the, um, you know there were some very there was very greatly harsh instrument samples like in this game. I thought, which like I know Super NES has problems has problems doing certain instruments very well, but I know the system could do better than this. Yeah. So again, I wonder if it was like a rush a rush job where they didn't have time to really like fine tune the fine tune the fine tune the music as good as it is. It is the music the music the music sound effects overall in this game are good. I love the I love the fact that I said before there are there are there are recognizable songs in here, but it's like the music quality could be better. And for some reason, it's not. I'm not really. Um, like the only reason I, like the only reason I can think about why is like, like why they're like an experienced developer and or rushed, they rushed development time. Yeah, agreed. So, um, so uh, one other like so one like like so one big complaint people had like so one people like one like one thing so one thing that people that there's one thing that people that people like both loved and hated about this game was Dorothy herself. So I guess we'll talk about this like a little bit. It's like like I said before, this is this is this is when the, this like I said before, this is when the earliest console games we actually get um uh, which which actually features like a female character as a lead character the whole way the, the whole way through. So you know. And, uh, for Nintendo three, you know, like like cool, pretty good, uh, the cool because because back then because back then you wanted to play as a woman the whole way through a game, you your options your options your options like your options before this like pretty much like Barbie games and that was about it. Yeah. So um, and so and Dorothy does kind of look and act like a, 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 a look and act look and act like I would imagine her doing so in the movie. It's like you know, like you know, it, 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 because in the movie, in, in, in the movie, of course, she doesn't fight. There's only like the there's only there's only like one hostile action she really does though. In the whole thing, of course, the movie, yeah. but it's like kicking. Kicking makes sense. It's like okay, yo, like okay, that's fine. The magical, the, the magical wand, that makes sense too. That should be given that. So, um, but a lot of other people, especially, especially, but a lot, but a lot of contemporary critics, and again, and again, we'll talk about this here toward the end. But I, but again, one area I think I don't agree with them at all is the fact that they complain about how Dorothy's, how, how, um, you know, um, how they added on abilities and attacks that they Dorothy never had, and I'm like, and I'm like. Hello, creative freedom. Of course, they got to give her something. It's a platformer right. game. It's like, what's your problem with this? So it's like, it's like you know, yeah, you're giving, um, it's like you're deviating from the source material, material of that, of course. But it's like, it makes sense. It doesn't go, it doesn't go, like it doesn't go beyond the, like um, it doesn't stretch, it doesn't stretch credibility to the breaking point. I, I didn't think it's like it makes sense. She do these things if she. It, you know, if she had to, and or if she was given them in the first place. Right. So it was like, so it was like, I don't think for yes, I really, yes, I really don't think. It. And this applies to the characters too, also by the way. Um, Dorothy, Dorothy, however, is the one who gets most of the, the, the um, obviously uh, who, 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 who gets most attention. I, I think her attacks are, you know, you know, I think her attack, I think her attacks abilities work, abilities they work fine with this game. They fit in, and they canonically. Maybe they're not canonically, but they make sense for the overall theme, um, uh, theme and timing, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the timing of both the movie and the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that uh, they serve the source of the source material like this game. Yeah, I mean, I uh, you know while you were talking, I went and I browsed through um, <clears throat> the thirteen episodes of the cartoon, so this way I could uh, 
see if she ever had a wand that she used as, like, a weapon. Because I'm thinking, like, you know, at least if it's in the cartoon, we can, you know, sit there and be like, okay, well, it was in the cartoon because they have the liberty to use whatever license, you know, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, they, they, she never once uses any sort of wand. Um, but you know what the cartoon does have? A lot of platforming. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that when I was fast-forwarding through episodes. So, um, you know, overall, I think, you know, like, I agree with you. The music's not great on a lot of levels, but also, like, it's not horrible either. No. no. <clears throat> it's very... that I think that pretty much sums up this game in general, is this game is meh. Like, I could take it or leave it. It doesn't matter either way. And unfortunately, in the sea of Super Nintendo games, not just what we've covered, but the library as a whole, like, I can see how this would just, like, go under the radar and nobody would even know this thing existed. Yeah, it wasn't really, like, a big success uh, uh, commercially, uh, commercially it looks like, based upon based upon my eBay results. Yeah. But, you know, having, but, you know, having said that, you know, you know, I agree with you. This game, this, you know, this game overall, like, is meh. Um... I don't think it's as bad as people as people love to make it out to be these no, days. No, definitely not. You know, not by a long shot. I don't know why this game became a whipping boy, like you know, bad games. But it doesn't deserve it. There are much worse games in the system than this, for sure, that people could pick on. But um, I could basically see a few to a few a, a few groups of people, a few people who I could recommend this game to, uh, even um, with the with the warnings we've already. Made abundantly clear, uh, 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 clear like we're recording this. One, uh, I think uh, one, I think one, I think overall this is the uh, um, one. Uh, uh, um, I think overall this, is, uh, I think overall this is a game. The little kids can, the little kids can, like show up like um, you you can show up some fun with because they won't mind the de- because they won't mind the detection the collision detection problems as much like um you as much like you or I would. Right. Um, and the game is very cute and whimsical as far as graphics and, and theme and theme and whatnot. So uh, um, and it's not overly hard. Like I said, you know, like we said before, it's the collision de- you know you know it's the, it's the platforming and collision detection that adds most of the complexity to this game. And again, the kids because the kids because the little kid patience. Won't mind as much. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like so, but like so, uh, like so, I can still recommend. So I like so, I think the so, um so um so I think so, so I think it's one limited group of group of people who, who they might enjoy this. Two, obviously fans, uh, uh, um, obviously fans of the movie. By all means, check this out because, like you know, I think they uh, um uh, because I think overall the game does a pretty good job incorporating the incorporating the, the incorporating the look and feel of the movie uh, here the here very very well. Um and you know um uh, girl games the full they wanted to play an early girl game. This yeah. is you know this um you here you know, here you go. So you know like you know like good and bad like uh like mixed into it. So. Uh, but yeah, so if you enjoy, yeah, so yeah, so like I said before, they fit in one. So if you fit, like they fit, like on those, if you fit in one of those categories, by all means, check this game out. I, I don't, think, I, I don't think this game is. I, I, um, so I don't think this game is as terrible as modern reviewers, um, you, um, you like to make it out to be. But otherwise, otherwise, yeah, I agree with you. It's a very meh game, unfortunately. Just like an average platformer, platformer that even though it tries, doesn't really have doesn't doesn't really have anything like amazing to make it stand out. Um, you know, like you like you said, if the collision detection and platforming had been fixed, and the game uh, um, the game's tightened up to tighten up a little bit, this probably would be a little bit of a 
better recommended platformer game, but even still, the system was so saturated platformers. It's like you know, uh, oh, uh, one last closing thought. Uh, something else also, something else also in this game I find a bit annoying, annoying, but at least you get used to. Um, the jumps are very floating in this game, like a hard to control as well. Yeah, I mean that's something that you just get used to. Like I, I was yeah, going to bring yeah. that up, but I felt it was so minor because. By the time you get done with like the first couple levels, you should be used to how floaty that jump is, and that just yeah. falls into the other control issues that we already talked about. So that's why I didn't bring that up. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, yeah. So okay. Uh, before we move on to closing, to close it through, um, uh, to the closing, closing part of the podcast, Joe, do you anything else you want to say about the game, or um, or would you pretty much already like? Uh, um, no, I've pretty much said my piece. I mean, for the most okay. part, like, um, you know, I used the Lost Vikings analogy, but I thought about it, like, while I was speaking and then listening to you. This is more in tune with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the, on the Nintendo, the first game, uh, where you have all four turtles and you can swap between them, um, to be able to get where you need to. And you know what? And it works really well. If you can, mm-hmm. you know, yeah use the scarecrow for a little bit of time and then swap, swap back to Dorothy and do the same for Tin Man and Lion. Uh, you can get through the game, like we said, 90% with Dorothy. Um, and then, like I said, just beat up the witch with, uh, the Tin Man. You can't go wrong there. Yeah. That's, a, that's a sound yeah. strategy. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, you're good to go. Um, but yeah, I, I can't recommend this game at, as far as playing on real hardware. Um, I, I don't know what the eBay prices are. We'll get to that. I don't know the rarity, uh, of the game, but I can tell you that, um, playing this through emulation was just fine. I had no hiccups and, uh, you know, it might morally cost you something, but it doesn't cost anything. Um, so therefore if you end up not liking it and it ends up being horrible, I don't want to hear you complaining to us that we made you buy a bad game because we didn't <laughs> we told you it that certainly is, <laughs> yeah i mean like you know it certainly is it's like certainly is one of the most interesting like interesting properties to license to license to make game out of um you know there may be there may be a few other like weirder ones that i'm weirder ones that i can't think of like right now off the top of my head i but. mean we, we should have gotten a casablanca video game and a gone with the wind <laughs> like i it, why just the wizard of oz that's that's all i'm saying <laughs> I believe Gone of the Wind was turned into a text adventure game for the computer was at some point. Oh, uh, so, that's not good. Um, Anyways. <laughs> well, 80s. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. But, you know, but actually, but, but actually, yeah, but actually, yeah, that's a good segue to something I was going to say before. It's like, um, this game, I think, really, really illustrates the point of, like, a big reason why we don't see any movie licensed uh, games anymore these yeah. days. Because it's like, um, there are problems with them. You know, even, like, you know, with a few exceptions, like Spider-Man, the, the, um, you know, the recent Spider-Man games, like, are right. very good. But again, it's like, but it's, but again, like, those are, those are more based upon the properties and not so much a movie, a movie itself. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, you know, Spider-Man 2 for the GameCube slash Xbox, whatever, way back when was the last really great movie adaptation game, um, I can remember that came out it's like it's like nowadays companies don't want to take chances right. the chance chance the chance of doing them like anymore and it's like you know and it's like it's like i think this game's a good this game's a good this game's a good poster child example rightly or wrongly you can argue either way as to why we don't see that anymore these days yeah. because it's like um you know like 
like you know there are problems with trying to um, uh, uh, with trying to adapt adapt uh, adapt movies or books for that matter to games. It's like it worked better in the old days when hardware is more limited compared to like nowadays when games are massive and huge and sprawling. And it's like we don't have enough source material here to flick it and make right, it work. Right, exactly. Uh, pretty, pretty much. So, but you know. I mean, uh, um, um, so yeah, so I think like, again, uh, uh, um, again, uh, um, again, you're seeing, you're, you're seeing this time period, a lot of, a lot of games based upon the, a lot of games, based, a lot of games, based, a lot of games based on licensed properties that would either not be tried at all these days or, 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 or just simply be just based upon, loosely based upon the overall franchise, not so much like a movie or like a movie or book itself, like anymore, yeah. because it's like, again, with like, with like, with like, with, you know, with like Lord of the Rings, with like Spider Man, the 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 recent good games are based upon uh, the uh, um you know are based overall uh, like on the properties not and not so much and not so much a specific a specific comic or movie or book like what have you. So, but 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 again, this is but again, this is this game's this game's a great poster child for making that point. Making that point, I wanted to say it. So. Um, I do miss movie tying games a little bit, I think, but I, uh, I think, but then again, but then again, I also realize a, uh, um, a lot of it's for nostalgia too, too. So it's like, you know, it's like, um, so, yeah, uh, uh, so I was like, maybe I'm not the most objective person to be asking. But. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying and I kind of agree. Um, cause you know what? Sometimes you just need a lazy, like movie tie in, beat them up. Like that'd be fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of glad that we don't get them anymore. In all honesty, no, yeah. But anyway, so uh, so reviews as we've already said, this game got pretty good reviews. For, for, um, uh, um, uh, uh, overall, back when it came out, um, um, a Game Pro gave it three and a half out of five stars. Nintendo Power gave it three out of five stars. Uh, video. Um, uh, uh, video game, video games, video games, and computer entertainment gave it like seven out of ten. Uh, there were a few bad scores. Super Pro gave it four and a half out of four and a half out of a hundred. Uh, all game gave it like one and a half out of like out of five stars. But so again, very mixed reviews. But generally, 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 generally lean to generally like lean toward more positive. And again, I, and again, I think that goes back to that same point that Joe and I were just talking about, like license for the license properties. People's people obviously obviously people's people's expectations for games were, were different back then like back back then like compared to now because it's like um, people didn't mind the fact there was a licensed property um, you know any though um, so even though they had issue with it they still praised they, they still praised the things that they still praised the things about the game that they really liked basically the same thing we've already talked about you know the graphics the music the gameplay that kind of stuff so. Um, and again, I, and again, I think that, uh, and again, I think that movie time games are no longer done, changing expectations of gamers, whatever is a big reason why modern reviews of this game have much more harsh. So, and Joe and I definitely, and Joe and I definitely, and Joe and I definitely might both agree, um, um, like overall the fact that this game is really bashed more unfairly than modern games than it really should be because, yeah. Right, because why it's not great, it's not terrible either. There definitely, um, you know, definitely are, um, you know, there definitely are a lot. There definitely are, there definitely are a um, worse games on the system. Not everybody, not everybody looking at this game like, uh, not everybody looking at this game through modern eyes uh, um, has hated it, like you said before, Joe. Um, you know, like one person said this game is pretty good, but 
was pretty good. Was pretty good. Was pre- was pretty good. Binding Science Three license license pine yeah. standards, which sounds damning at, at first glance, but it's, but it's also like. Yeah, it's like you know, standards were standards for license tying to standards. Again, they weren't. They, they again, they were not great. We knew back then as kids that, that most license tie games were not good games. So it's like you know, like you know, Wizard of Oz, put in that group of games is actually pretty. It's actually like at least average, if not like good. So, um, like, so I do agree with that. Um, there are a couple of nitpicks that modern games have with this game. I. Um, on the, on the, on the, on the, I feel like I agree with outside of the poor collision hit detection, which we're detection we've already talked about. Um, everybody, um, everybody in the game except the Tin Man, ha- the Tin Man, ha- Tin Man has pretty, um, you, um, you, um, has pretty weak, ca- um, has pretty weak character attacks, which again I think is a problem. You know, I definitely I, I agree with that. It's like also uh, also think about Tin Man. Why can't he jump? It's a platformer game. Why can't he jump? He, sh- he should be able to jump at least something. He's heavy. Yeah, I guess, but at least, but at least, give him at least something of a jump. It's like I don't care if it's crappy. Just give him something for a jump. So, um, oh, also, they also, they, they also, they, uh, also, they also, they also complain about. And this is, and this is something, that, and, and, and um, this is something, this is something, something I meant to mention also about, like also Joe, uh, enemy design in this game. Uh, they do take some enemies from the movies, um, movie, sorry, like in the, um, um, uh, uh, like in the cartoons, such as like the crows. Mm. But obviously, obviously, they, obviously, they had to create a lot of, obviously, they had to create a lot, a lot, a lot uh, create a lot of enemies in this game to fill it out, such as like the teeth. And like a lot of modern gamers, um, like a lot of modern gamers, complain. Like playing about that, and I'm like, okay, I I'm kind of I kind of have agree with that. I wish they had used more enemies from the movie or the cartoon, but again, it's like, um, but but, this, but at the same time, also like, there's got to be there's got to be a very limited pool of enemies or of enemies from that source period to draw upon. So you had to like that. You had to create stuff, and I thought overall the create enemies in this game worked. They worked pretty well. Yeah, and at least they didn't go like outside the box and were like, oh, the Munchkins and you know, the Wizard of Oz are, are now enemies because we need enemies. You know what I mean? Like, at least you had the, um, <clears throat> the little, like, well, the, munchkins, the guard sprites. Yeah, you know the what munchkins I mean? didn't get carried over. Right, right. exactly. The munchkins, the munchkins didn't get treated very well, but let's yeah. either, uh, either, unfortunately. So, there, so there's also that, but, um, but yeah, so it's like, you know, I, I thought the enemies in this game, like, fine. I would like, you know, I wish there were more of them, right. but, um, you know, again, I, um, again, you, know, I, um, you, know, I thought, you know, I thought it was, um, you know, I thought it was fine. So again, I think this, so I guess the final point I can make is that, um, uh, um, as Joe kind of alluded to, I think, that, I think this game would totally be forgotten about, you know, uh, totally be forgotten about these days if it wasn't for the, you know, um, if it wasn't for the odd time, uh, um, a time license this game is based off, uh, based off of because you're like Wizard of Oz game without, for example, that yeah. so you know that that alone is giving the game some notoriety, and hence why people are focused upon the game uh, uh, as a, as a, as a whipping boy for as whipping boy for bad games. Unfairly, I think is because of that very weird tie-in. It wasn't that tie-in, and, and there's like you know, and, and there's just a regular a regular unlicensed platformer. You know, this would be like totally forgotten about these days. Yes, I agree. But so I mean, like so you have that at least going forward so that's so that's interesting so 
Anyway, uh, there are no there are no there are no cheat codes of this game for some reason. Platformers usually have at least one. This game doesn't have any at all. So, um, so if you want to skip ahead, use use the password. Like, use passwords. <laughs> but yeah, but um, um, price is not that bad actually. All things considered, I, I considered. I think the uh, um, so I think because of the fact this game is pretty much largely forgetting about these days is what's keeping pricing this game like fairly low. So, um, you know, 20 copies of this game currently the, 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 the time of research, 30 copies of the game that's sold recently, so like you can't find it on there. Um, Joe had mentioned before he thought $15 like their cart was a pretty fair yeah. price. Uh, starting prices for the game for the cart only and, and these prices do include shipping. Uh, they, they, they do start. They do start right about there. They start about sixteen dollars. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, sixteen, sixteen fifty-six dollars is how much the game is sold for uh, in cart form. CIB pricing says CIB pricing is not that um, um, super super standards is not that bad either. Anywhere from sixty to like anywhere sixty to one hundred ninety dollars, depending upon like condition and okay. whatnot. So, so yeah, sixteen dollars for the game. Uh, I, you know, like your collector, like it's a fair price. So. But uh, anyway, yeah, really interesting game to look at to look at to, to, to look at to look at at least to look at at least like nothing else because uh, because it's very you know because it's very you know because nothing else this game is very it's very interesting very interesting in some ways both good and bad so um, it definitely is not your um, you know definitely is not your run of the mill platformer. Uh, you know, at least it's got, um, you know, um, at least that, at least, at least it's got, at least it's got that, like, going forward, uh, 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 going forward. So, um, I don't regret playing it. I think it was, no, uh, um, so I think it was, the, um, so I think, so I think, um, so I think Joe and I were both definitely, we're, 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 we're like, we're both definitely of the opinion that this is, like, an okay game. Uh, they're definitely, they're definitely, they're, they're, they're definitely are better games. They're, they're definitely better platformers that are available on the system. But it also, but 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 it's also not the worst game on there. And definitely, uh, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely not deserving like of all the of all the, of all the criticism that the modern gamers uh, and reviewers love seem to love seem to want to give it for some reason or another. Yeah, and before we completely wrap up, I just want to make a notable mention here. So um, they once again tried this in the early 2000s, and they made the Wizard of Oz Beyond the Yellow Brick Road for the Nintendo DS. Um, it was. Um, it was published by Exceed, um, which has a spotty track record at best. Some of their stuff's really good, mm -hmm, some yeah. of it's not. Um, but this is legit a Wizard of Oz RPG. Um, so the bottom screen is like a emerald ball that you can use to move your character around, which is on the top screen, and you literally uh, battle turn base. Uh, when you run into enemies and stuff like that. And, um, this was my first experience with a quote unquote Wizard of Oz, uh, game. I never heard that game. And huh, it is really good. It does, um, kind of stray from the movies and, of course, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, other properties, but that's because, um, as the title says, it is beyond the yellow brick road. Um, so this is supposed to be like a pseudo sequel from, the Wizard of Oz, but um, yeah, if you can find that emulation-wise, I would definitely suggest uh, checking that out. I do know that game because it's Exceed and it's an RPG for the uh, Nintendo DS. I know loose copies, last time I looked, were going for like $50, $60, which is crazy, 
And if you have a complete copy of that game, it's like almost $300. So, um, mm. it's definitely one you are going to emulate because I don't, I don't recommend you spending $100 or even $50 at the, for the, for the <laughs> DS game, but it is actually a really good RPG. And I, uh, I wish I'd put more time into it. Um, but, um, I put a good 11 hours into it and I, I don't even think I saw half of the game. So, um, it's definitely one if you're into RPGs and, uh, you know, somewhat modern gaming. It's definitely one to check out for sure. Yeah, again, uh, yeah, you know, you know, the DS, like Super NES, has a, like, has a, has a, has a huge library. Yeah. It's not a surprise, yeah. a few good games that fall between the cracks. So, uh, especially of RPGs, there are lots of like RPGs in the right. system too. So, but, so, um, as a matter of fact, um, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, they just recently re-released Advanced Wars One and Two on the Switch uh, because those were originally like uh, actually, 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 I, I think those games like GBA games originally, but originally, uh, you know. But yeah, anyway, I think, anyway, from I, that, I was gonna say, I think one one was GBA, two was Nintendo DS. But either way, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's actually a collection I'm period, I'm yeah. looking forward to digging into at some point. But you know, Final Fantasy's yeah. life right now. <laughs> <laughs> right so anyway uh yeah so interesting game uh you know definitely uh definitely fun to talk about like for sure because um uh, uh, uh because definitely is one of the more unique games on the system like on the system like the system like system like for the good and bad reasons so um Next up on the podcast, we are starting a trend, uh, starting several uh, action games, uh, um, as opposed to what we had been doing uh, uh, so recently. I know this is Joe's pick, but Joe's pick, Joe's, uh, too, because I never actually played the Superman version uh, like this game. Uh, we're going to be covering Jungle, Jungle Strike on the system next. Um, I, I imagine, I imagine, Joe, most your, most your, uh, that most your history of the history of this game, like the Genesis version, correct? So... Uh, yeah, my experience with this game is it was a rental for the Genesis. Um, so like I played, I played it a little bit and, uh, you know, I saw that there was a Super Nintendo version, which I expected. Um, and I was like, you know, (laughs) there's so many games we have to cover on this podcast that I was just like, you know what? Like Jungle Strike is one of those that we should just cover and just dive right into it. So that's where we're going next, next episode. Yeah, yeah, yep, uh, yep. So, uh, fair warning: we're doing like a number of action games coming up uh, with a uh, you know, uh, you know with a platformer also thrown in there for good measure because of course. Yeah. But uh, yeah, because yeah, because I mean, yeah, yeah, because like I already said, there are a ton of platformers in the system. So um, you know, like you know, um, you know, you know, I think like. I think Joe and I are becoming experts at this point. But let me see what makes a good Super NES platform, like yeah. what doesn't. So, um, but anyway, uh, as always, as always, we, as always, we appreciate you, we appreciate you turning into us. Um, yeah, any questions, comments, feedback, etc. Feel free to leave my Facebook page, or you also can email me directly at the SNES Podcast at yahoo.com. Joe, where can I reach you at? Uh, you can pretty much find me anywhere. I'm Googleable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a uh, very public Facebook, Twitter's at J O E S U X three zero. I got a YouTube channel. Um, yeah, I mean, you could find me anywhere. Just use your Google machine and, uh, either Joe Copel or, um, Radical Rich Roundup. You'll find, uh, pretty much everything you need. <laughs>
Okay. Yep, sounds good. So as always, uh, like as always, as always, like appreciate you giving us uh, a few minutes a day to listen to this podcast. Uh, everybody, everybody, be safe, stay well. We'll catch you again next time. Later. Bye. Nintendo controls eighty percent of the video market, but no matter how you play the game or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep power.